Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot. I want to thank you guys for, um, really, for the, the great support that we have had so far this year. Um, just, it's been, it's been awesome to see just how much you guys have been checking out the website. Um, the amount of people who have been listening to the podcast, it's, it's really been very encouraging, um, to know that we're able to help you guys out so much. So, uh, thank you for that. Uh, we have a, a fun little show tonight. We will be going over the, um, some of the stories. Uh, we will hit our waiver wire pickups that we do every week in waiver wire madness. And that. Honestly, I have a bunch of them this week, and simply because of how many um, buys, injuries, a lot of these guys are possibilities. These aren't, you know, because we try to keep our, our waiver wire pickups to under 50% owned, um, you know, that's kind of where we're, that's, it kind of limits us a little bit in terms of who, uh, who we're using. So, uh, with that being said, um, real quick, I want to uh, I want to also apologize for not having a, a show yesterday. Um, just things around here have been a little little bit nuts. Um, but uh, you know, for the most part, all we were going to be doing uh, was kind of covering the best and worst performances in our Kings and Stings episode. However, because we covered the Monday Night Football game in our in our uh, weekly previews, uh, which we do on Wednesdays, which we we have been doing on Wednesdays. Um, we we decided it was just better to to just go without the the episode for this week. So for without the Kings and Stings episode for this week. So with that being said, why don't we go ahead? A uh, couple quick announcements, please. Uh, since you are here listening, go ahead. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Whether you are watching on uh, YouTube, you are listening on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Uh, Castbox, Stitcher, whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it if you could go ahead, hit that subscribe button, like this episode, and then if you could write us a rating and/or review, we would greatly appreciate that. It helps us learn and know what exactly you are looking for from us, what you like, what you don't like. Um, and let's see. And finally, please share out our episodes with uh, all of your friends and family. Uh, to those who play uh, fantasy football, we would love to um, share out our um, advice and such with everyone around us. So, again, please, please, please do that, and uh, we would be very, very grateful. Uh, one more quick shout-out. I want to uh, throw a shout-out again to uh, a couple of our advertising partners. Uh, Finish First Fantasy. Uh, if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while, you've been hearing their their little advertisement we've got going uh, in the middle of our episodes, Finish First Fantasy is a phenomenal group of uh, basically fantasy football advisors, and they're not just doing uh, season long uh, season long advising. They're also helping out with DFS, uh, and so they uh, they are uh, they also do uh, they also do dynasty help. So um, if you're if you're wanting more help with your fantasy, um, you know, more in depth personalized help. Um, really, Finish First Fantasy Advisors is a phenomenal place. Uh, go to finishfirstfantasy.com to find out more about what they can do for you to help you guys. As we're getting towards the playoffs, uh, their advisors will be able to help you make the, the choices that you need 
to really rock out the playoffs and, and win your leagues. The other advertising partner, again, I wanted to uh, mention real quick is uh, is Prolytics. That's P-R-O-L-Y-T-I-C-S, Prolytics.com. Um, and they have a they're a, a, an AI learning machine uh, analytics website that deals with DFS mainly for um, for DraftKings and for FanDuel and a lot of their their cheat sheets and everything have been very very handy uh, helped me with my lineups helped me you know I'm finishing very well in all my lineups because of using their cheat sheet it's been a, an extremely extremely helpful tool to have from them so. Again, go to Prolytics.com, that's P-R-O-L-Y-T-I-C-S.com, Prolytics.com, slash register. And uh, if you sign up with them, you will get 40% off your first month using the skull using the, the coupon code SkullKingFF, all lowercase. So make sure to check them out. Again, phenomenal tool for helping out with your uh, DFS lineups. All righty, so why don't we go ahead and hop right into the news and notes with today's headlines. Today's headlines. All right, and in today's headlines, we got a few things that we wanted to go over real quick. Uh, let's go ahead and look at uh, Marlon Mack. Um, for those of you who know that he had uh, he had a, a broken hand um, in the in the game on Sunday. He already had his surgery. It looks like he is doing well. Um, it's possible that he could be back in a couple weeks. They said this is a pretty common, um, a pretty common injury. Uh, with it's it's one of the I want to say it's one of the uh, one of the little bones in his hand, not not too close to the wrist. So uh, with this surgery, again, they said it's possible he could play with the splint on his hand. So we'll kind of see. It's something to follow. Um, we'll see. We'll see kind of how long he is out, um, but definitely provides some opportunity for some guys in that Indianapolis Colts backfield. Number two, story number two. Um, there is, uh, according to Sean McVay, there is no update on Robert Woods, who has missed time dealing with a personal matter um, and was not on the roster for the game against the Chicago Bears. Um, what he has also said, though, is that they anticipate that Brandon Cooks will be available for the Monday night game. Um, and so I believe that's against the Ravens. Uh, so we will see how we will see how that goes. Uh, Brandon Cooks, I believe he's healthy and playing should provide a little bit of help for Cooper Cup and uh, and for Jared Goff. Really, the, the, the thing that made the Rams successful in this game on Sunday was the fact that they used the run game so much. And I think, was it Goff attempted only like 19 passes? Sucks for Cooper Cup owners like me, uh, but uh, that's what's going to help the Rams actually win is if they get Jared Goff more involved. So, uh, And hopefully Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks being there will provide a little more of a, a deep threat to kind of even out and, and allow, uh, allow Cup to get some more... Uh, usable targets as well um on the gronk forefront you know apparently he is making this announcement today uh will he be back there's according to barstool sports which i do not really trust at all as a as a reporting organization i'm just going to put that out there i do not trust them um, but according to them and i believe gronk was actually on there according to gronk on barstool he is coming back and should be ready to play for the Patriots in Week 14. Uh, 
we will see. Um, I'm, you know, for those for if he's available in your leagues, I'm not saying go out and get him, unless you're absolutely desperate and have no one to play tight end. Um, he could be okay. He could, you know, provide some, you know, with ha- as much rest as he's had, but he's also not necessarily going to be in game shape. So he's not a guy that I would. Again, he's not a guy I'm going to go actively searching after. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. So. A um, couple other stories we want to go over real quick. Uh, Giants have reported that Sterling Shepard practiced fully today, um, indicates that he will be back, uh, that he is back uh, to the final stage of the concussion protocol. Last time he reached this point, he was cleared to play, but then uh, reported a return of symptoms and was held out for an extra two weeks. So we will see how he goes. Um, he is a possible pickup if he's available in your leagues, if you're desperate. Just a, a name to watch out. I know that on Yahoo, he's he's available in over 50% of leagues. So um, something to, to look at. Uh, Amari Cooper is still fighting through his knee injury. Um, Eric Ebron with his ankle injury had a did not practice estimation. Uh, for the for the teams that play in the Thursday night games, they don't actually normally practice on Mondays. Um, and then they do like a light workout Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, or uh, uh, walkthroughs on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, if they had practiced today, Eric Ebron would not have practiced. So that's why we put that. So it's something to watch for um, for this weekend, possibly a, a, a bump for Jack Doyle or for the Thursday game. Um, and I want to say, what was it? Uh, James Conner. Um, with the injury to his shoulder, the AC joint, what they're reporting is that it's not worse than it was. It's just still extremely uncomfortable, and that's why they took him out of the game on Sunday. Um, likely not going to be playing this week against the Cincinnati Bengals could mean a big game for Jalen Samuels. Um, according to the uh, the head coach of the uh, Atlanta Falcons, Dan Quinn said that both Devonta Freeman and Austin Hooper are trending in the right way. They are unlikely to practice Wednesday, but Thursday is a possibility. So they could possibly be back week 12. I wouldn't necessarily count on it, especially Austin Hooper with his MCL injury and strain. But if they are back, that's huge for, for owners of those two players, or at least owners of Hooper. Um, Devonta Freeman has been a, an enigma, so I, for that, I'm, I'm holding back judgment. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster said that on the, on the play in which... Um, he suffered the concussion against the Browns. He actually also injured his knee. Uh, They're uncertain whether he is going to be able to play on Sunday versus Cincinnati. Uh, Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson is also nursing a concussion. So it may be that James Washington may be the only really healthy receiver um, for the game against Cincinnati. Uh, Jordan Wilkins looks like he's possible to play um, he feels like he will be ready to go Thursday against or Thursday for the Colts. Um, so we'll kind of see how the whole backfield there plays out. Um, Hilton is a possibility for Week 12. I would call it still unlikely, according to some of the reports that I've seen. And uh, the you know we'll see who plays Sunday for the Bears between Chase Daniel and Mitchell Trubisky. Um, Trubisky played through a hit pointer apparently most of the game, and that's. That's what, quote-unquote, affected his play. Or it's just the fact that it's been bad play calling and he has been crappy all season. 
maybe that's what actually affected his play. So, um, so that is it for the news and notes. Uh, why don't we'll, we'll take a quick break for a little ad read, and then we will get right into the waiver wire pickups. Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year? Or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one -on -one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. All right, we are back, so why don't we go ahead and hop into the Waiver Wire Madness. Waiver Wire Madness. All right, well, I am happy to announce that this is the last, final, the end of bye weeks. Week 12, this is the last one. This week it's Arizona Cardinals, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the the Chargers and the Minnesota Vikings. So very happy to see, um, very happy to see the the bye weeks coming to an end, especially after this week, where where I will have amongst five teams, I will have uh, Travis Kelsey, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen on four teams, I believe Keenan Allen, uh, and Dalvin Cook. And Stefan Diggs all going on bye week this week across five teams. So um, it's going to be a little rough on on a couple of my teams. But, you know, I thought it was going to be rough, pretty rough this week. And I still managed to go 5-0. and So, all right. So why don't we go ahead and get into our waiver wire pickups. We're going to start with the quarterbacks. And this one I cheated a little bit. Uh, owned 55% of Yahoo leagues. It's possible that he's owned in less, this, less than this many leagues in... Um, in uh, Yahoo or in uh, in ESPN, there it is. Uh, Fifty-five percent of leagues, Mr. Baker Mayfield, and honestly, the reason I put him on here is because of the fact he's going up against Miami, who's given up the seventh most amount of fantasy points to the uh, to the quarterback position. Baker Mayfield really uh, really shined this last week, playing against the um, playing against the the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, it wasn't his. It wasn't his best performance. I'm not actually going to. I'm not going to say that by any stretch. Um, but it was a very, a very good performance. It was his second best of the season in terms of fantasy points, throwing for 193 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, which was the big thing um, that he didn't throw any interceptions. Had some rushing yards. What really helps him out right now, I think, is the fact that Kareem, with Kareem Hunt being there. And them not having a tight end because David Njoku is still on IR and has not come back yet from IR. Um, I think that he, Kareem Hunt is providing a, an extra layer without having to take away any touches from, from Nick Chubb, which is awesome for Nick Chubb owners. I think that they're utilizing him and with, you know, with having also Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. and having that extra receiver in, in Kareem Hunt I think it's opening up things for Baker Mayfield to be more productive. And so um, this week, if he's not owned, I think that he is a solid streamer for this week, especially, again, 
going against the Miami defense that's just got awful and, and let and allowed this week allowed a mobile um, uh, Josh Allen to score his highest points ever, um, who was the number one scoring quarterback this week in fantasy. So uh, moving on, uh, the next one, Jacoby Brissett going up against Houston. Houston is uh, at Houston on Thursday night. Uh, Houston has given up the ninth most amount of fantasy points to the quarterback position. Brissett does have a little bit of mobility, so he's not, he's obviously, he's not Lamar Miller. Or, I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson. He's not Lamar Jackson. That being said, he can provide a little bit of that, and the the uh, <laughs> the Houston uh, defensive backfield is so awful. Um, I expect Brissett, even with Zach Pascal, um, Jack Doyle, and whoever else is actually healthy for the for the Colts, to still provide a little bit of fantasy value. Um, and so, I, again, I think the Brissett is a streaming option. He's not a guy that I'm going to say he's yeah he's easily going to be a top 10 guy this week it's a good matchup so i think he's streamable um i think that he will provide enough value for you to not completely you know yell and scream at your at your uh your fantasy teams like all um deshaun watson owners did this week um so again i think the percent should be should be decent enough for uh for a, a spot start this week um uh, the other one the the, the last name that i was going to pull up on here is Ryan Tannehill. Um, just came off of a bye week. In his last four weeks, um, since he got the start uh, in week seven, uh, he has finished with 20, 20.2, uh, 19.4, 25, and 18.9, almost 19 points over his last four weeks. And those are against teams that you know aren't necessarily great against quarterbacks. Uh, the Chargers are um, have been pretty good against quarterbacks. Carolina's been back and forth, but uh, he's going up against the Jacksonville defense, who has given up. Let's oh, I didn't put it on here. Um, Jacksonville, who's middle of the road against defenses, but the fact that Tannehill has been so effective, and part of that is because he provides enough of a passing threat. It also allows Derrick Henry to be involved in the game plan. Um, because of that, I think that um, this should provide, again, another streamable option for Ryan Tannehill. He's thrown, he has thrown three interceptions in his, in his four starts, but he's also thrown for eight touchdowns. Um, and it's honestly, it's been the games where he's been forced to throw a lot. Um, you know, 300 yards, 300 yards. Those are the games where he's actually, um, you know, thrown most of his interceptions. You know, the games where he hasn't, you know, he's maybe thrown a lot but hasn't had to go deep. I mean, even in the Kansas City game, because they were able to run so well with Derrick Henry, he only threw 19 passes. Just ended up being for 181 yards and two touchdowns. So, um, again, Tannehill is a streaming option, um, widely owned. He's only 20, only 21% owned in, in Yahoo. And so he's widely available, sorry, uh, for you to pick up. Moving on to the running backs. Uh, there's a bunch of them, and they're kind of all over the place, and really it's because of injuries. So uh, at 48% on Darius Geis, is going up against Detroit, who's given up the second most amount of fantasy points to the running back position. They have really struggled uh, against running backs. It allowed Tony Pollard to score 16 points this last week. Um, you know, Ezekiel Elliott didn't have to do much, and, and he, ended up, uh, he ended up as the like, number four uh, running back this past week in scoring and fantasy and half-point PPR. So uh, Darius Geis could be a solid start. 
again, there's always the injury risk because he's been so injury prone so far this year, but or throughout his career. Um, but he is he is a guy again only owned forty eight percent for those that need the uh, running back depth now. You know Darius Geis, and from what I from what I believe, I believe he has an, an okay um, an okay uh, schedule going into the fantasy playoffs. Uh, next is uh, is um, Bo Scarborough, and I know that this is kind of a, a maybe a laugher for some. Uh, owning two percent of leagues, he's going again. He's going up against Washington, uh, and Washington has given up the seventh most amount of fantasy points to the running back position. Bo Scarborough started this last week over Ty Johnson, had more snaps than Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick, and finished with uh, fourteen carries for fifty-five yards and a touchdown against the Dallas Cowboys. So. I think that depending on what the game plan is, this is something to watch. And maybe if you hear something, uh, some things in the uh, in the news, you know, before you have to have your waiver wire picks in at night, uh, before midnight, uh, at least before midnight Pacific time in Yahoo. Um, definitely look to see if you know if they have some good things to say about Scarborough. He could be starting again. And again, this is a better matchup. Uh, a, a better matchup going up against a Washington team that's you know that's not done very well against running backs. So um, he's one to watch. Um, the other two guys are both from the Colts. Um, Jonathan Williams uh, played very very well uh, in the absence of once Mack went out. I want to say it was like 13 or 14 carries for over 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, played very well. We're still not sure about what's going on with Jordan Wilkins whether or whether he's going to be available. Um, if he if he is, it could be a, a pretty fair time split between Williams and and Wilkins. Um, again, this is for guys that are kind of desperate for for running backs. Again, it's not the best matchup. Houston has given up the tenth fewest amount of points to running backs, um, but they have suffered a little bit in terms of giving up points to receiving running backs. And that's why I also have Naheem Hines on here, who's 17% owned, again, going up against Houston. Um, could be very well involved in this game. Um, was involved this last week, especially once Mack went out. He is a very good receiving running back um, and could you know, could get some expanded time with Mack out. So definitely something to watch. I think that Naheem Hines is a, is, is a decent pick. So. Those are my running back pickups for the wide receivers. Again, these are going to seem like, why would you take these guys? All of these guys are owned. Uh, there's one guy owning 36% of leagues. Everyone else is 19 and below. So um, starting off, number number one is uh, Zach Pascal, 36%. Again, he hasn't been great in his last couple matchups, even the ones that were supposed to be really good, like the one against Miami. Um, however, again, at Houston, giving up the third most amount of fantasy points to the wide receiver position, this could be, you know, a spot start, a flex play, especially for for leagues that have, you know, multiple flexes. Um, he could be a guy that you could fill in there if you're dealing with bye weeks. Uh, again, not he hasn't been great, but could fill the position. That's that's all I'm saying there. Um, could be a, a, an okay flex play. Um, next is uh, Hunter Renfro, owning 14% of leagues, going up against the New York Jets, who have given up the second most amount of fantasy points to wide receivers. Uh, Hunter Renfro has received at least, I want to say at least four targets in each of the last four games, or it's like four out of the last five, um, has played very well, uh, over those, over that span, 
had a lot has been getting a decent amount of targets, decent amount of catches, so he's getting more and more involved in the game plan as the season goes on, which is very promising for him. So I think that Hunter Renfro is definitely worth a, a speculative ad. Um, maybe it's for bench depth. Um, again, if you're dealing with bye weeks, um, with the both the Chiefs and the uh, with the Chiefs, the Falcon, sorry, Chiefs, the Vikings, and the uh, and the Chargers all all uh, on bye. Hunter Renfro again is a guy that could fill like that second flex spot if you have multiple flexes. Um, a couple others. These guys are more. Throw it out there if you're absolutely desperate. James James Washington owned an eight percent. Again, we talked about the fact that. Um, you know, with all the injuries to the Pittsburgh receivers, he may be what he may be what's stuck with uh, for for receiving. Again, Cincinnati they've given up the 13th fewest amount of fantasy points to wide receivers. However, they have been struggling a little bit lately in terms of how much they've been giving up uh, to wide receivers uh, in terms of production there. So, uh, another one uh, owning 19% AJ Brown going up against Jacksonville. Not the best matchup. Uh, Jacksonville's kind of been middle of the road against uh, wide receivers. Um, but, again, this is a possible, you know, A.J. Brown has been one of the better, has been a little bit of a surprise. And with uh, Ryan Tannehill could provide a little bit of, again, surprise uh, flex value for you this next week. Again, these are somewhat desperation plays. Uh, Taylor Gabriel Going up against the New York Giants, seven percent owned. He has been the number two, uh, the number two target for Mitchell Trubisky uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, actually, out targeted Allen Robinson this last week because Robinson was mainly being covered by Jalen Ramsey. So he has definitely got to look at in that you know that deep uh, deeper league, fourteen to sixteen team league could provide a secondary flex uh, value. And at 3% owned, Russell Gage going up against Tampa Bay. Now, I understand Tampa Bay is giving up the most amount of fantasy points to wide receivers, which means that most likely it's going to be Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley absolutely going off. But Russell Gage does provide a little bit of value as that third wide receiver um, could provide, again, a, a, in, a, in a game against a terrible uh, defensive secondary, could provide a surprise touchdown. So... Uh, again, definitely those those are those are my wide receivers. Again, a lot of a lot of dart throws here. But again, when we're only looking at team uh, players owned in less than fifty percent of leagues, that's kind of what we're stuck with. Uh, moving on, tight end pickups. The number one tight end waiver option for you should be Jacob Hollister. If he is not owned, you should go and get him. Um, I understand he's going up against Philadelphia this week. He's only thirty-two percent owned in Yahoo. Going up against Philly, who's given up in Philly, who's given up the tenth fewest amount of fantasy points to tight ends. That being said, over the last four games since Jacob Hollister was called off the practice squad, he has had 24 targets, 17 catches, 137 yards, and three TDs. Um, he has been absolutely phenomenal over the last four weeks. He has been getting more and more involved. He's basically taken over the Will Disley receiving role. You saw what Will Disley did in the first five or six weeks before he went down with an injury. Jacob Hollister has filled that role. He is that number three receiving option in the offense. Well, and then you've got, you know, he's, they're just, <laughs> there's a lot of options now for Russell Wilson to throw to with Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Josh Gordon, and Jacob Hollister. Um, I still think Hollister's going to provide a lot of value, so definitely a guy to look at. 
the next guy, Dallas Goddard, he's definitely staying involved in this offense for Philadelphia. Seattle gives up the eighth most amount of fantasy points to the tight end position. And so if they manage, if the, if the Seahawks are able to focus a lot of their attention on Zach Ertz, it could provide opportunity for Goddard to get open, could provide touchdown uh, value there. Uh, the next one is Ross Dwelly. Mainly, he's the guy to look at if uh, Ross, or if uh, Kittle is not available. So if you have Ross Dwelly, if you're one of those 14% like me that own Ross Dwelly, he is a guy that could provide value, again, against the Green Bay, off- or Green Bay defense that gives up the sixth most amount of fantasy points to tight ends. Um, again, watch to see where Kittle's at this week. The last one, this is more of a dart throw, 3% owned Ryan Griffin going up against Oakland who gives up the third most amount of fantasy points to the tight end position. Griffin's had kind of been back and forth. I want to say this last week he was the number one scoring tight end. And he's kind of been, he's had a couple of these kind of weeks and it's kind of in and out, in and out. I'm not saying this is chasing points. This is more he's proven that he's can have a couple games. If you are desperate and the guys that I mentioned are not available, Ryan Griffin may be your only option because he's proven he can have decent weeks. I'm not saying he's going to follow up this week's production with the same thing next week. He may finish with four targets and one catch for six yards, but he's at least being involved in the offense. So for that, again, he is a dart throw. So, all right, that is it. That is what I've got for you this week in the waiver wire madness edition of the Skulking Fantasy Football Podcast for week 12. I want to thank you guys for listening again. Make sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the likes, share out the episodes. We would really appreciate it. Make sure to check out all the articles this week on SkullKingFootball.com. Again, my name is Ryan Skullrude, and we will talk to you later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.